This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show with David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam from Thrive Financial Services, who have been featured on Fox, ABC, NBC, The Wall Street Journal, and more. Saving for retirement is a great start, but it's what you do with this money that really matters. What's your strategy to reduce taxes, generate income in retirement, reduce your risk, and get even more from Social Security? This is where you can count on straightforward and objective advice about how you can make your money go a lot further in retirement. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Now, here are your hosts, David, Karen, and Brett, along with Joe Krause. And a big welcome back, everybody, to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. The band is back together. Roadmap to Retirement with David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam. Great to have everybody back at a time when Thrive is needed more now than ever before. And I don't say that with any touch of humor, David. I say that to be just the reality of where people are right now. You talk about meeting people where they are. Great time to meet Thrive Financial Services. Yeah, Joe, the you know, the world is topsy turvy. You know, we were talking pre show, just all the things that you know, happened this week uh, in the markets, geopolitically. Um, it, it's just it, it's just a crazy world. And, you know, quite frankly, there's just a ton of empathy, you know, for the people that we serve because they're just confused. And it's like, uh, you know, it's like this terrible bronchitis that just doesn't go away. It just keeps lingering and lingering and you're hoping you're getting better. And, you know, it's not really happening right now. And I certainly don't want to position our show today you know, to be sad sacks or, you know, try to scare people or anything like that. You know, our mission is just to kind of clear the clouds and help people make good quality decisions so that they can bulletproof their retirement. And there's just so much, there's so much information, but there's also so much bad information. And it's hard to find the good information with all, you know, within all of that soup. So today we're going to you know, try to clear some of those things out. This has really been a very horrible week. You know, the markets, uh, from a financial perspective, just all over the place. Uh, the Fed minutes came out this week. Your jobs report was strong, but the market is just... You know, I think it's just tired at this point. It's just, it's very lackadaisical. It can't get any bit of a real rally behind it. It seems like it's very fragile, that it can go lower at any minute type scenario. We'll cover a little bit about that. And then obviously the tragic events of, you know, global type situations with the assassination of the prime minister of Japan and Boris Johnson, you know, resigning as the UK leader. Um, you know, think, you know, I mean, you, we brought it up, you know, like hearing about our leadership, um, you know, selling strategic oil reserves to the Chinese. It, it just seems like, holy smokes, is there, you know, is there a pill that you can take to just make this all go away? So, like I said, we're very empathetic for the people that we serve because this is a time. And I would say most of our audience are probably at that stage that they're either getting ready to retire or have retired. And if you've already retired, it's like, holy smokes, what the heck's going on? Kind of all the plans that I had laid out for myself, do they still work? 
And then we hear as people are coming in to visit with us, you know, for that discovery meeting that we do, they're like, you know, I was really, really thinking about retiring. And we're hearing two sides, right? I was really thinking about retiring in one or two years from now, not sure that I can. And then we actually hear the people go, I got to retire. Like I've had it, (laughs) you know, I got to make sure that I can do it. I want to make sure that, you know, what I've put in place is going to get me to where I want to be and it's going to last. So those are things that we'll talk about today on, on today's show. And hopefully um, that'll be helpful for the folks that tuned in. And as always, if you ever have any questions, if you ever want to have a conversation, our phone number is 215-798-9088. And I give encouragement, you know, to visit our website at thrivefinancialservices.com. There's just a ton of information. It's a great way to connect with us. And we're here to serve. That's just who we are. It's what we do. Yeah, I love the word, the phrase. And every once in a while, it comes up in one of our programs, bulletproof. I love bulletproof. I love that. I love that word. And I, one thing I think about it when I hear the, the phrase bulletproof is if you're educated, you can be more bulletproof because you can create some sanity into your uh, thought process. So well done uh, by you. And then just one quick reminder before you go around the horn, uh, going into the commercial breaks, you'll hear those up- dates for the upcoming workshops. Uh, they are becoming like must attend, like mu- like people want to get to them, which is great, um, but I want people to react and get signed up for them. Yeah, and you're spot on with it, Joe, that um, we're at capacity. There are times that we're going to uh, the venue staff. Uh, we were at the Great William Penn Inn last week. The people didn't stop coming in. Like We had to bring out banquet tables, extra chairs, extra settings, everything else. So it's really an indicator of how people are feeling. I know the William Penn Inn serves fantastic food, but I would tell you the people were really engaged. And we even had some people that we couldn't we couldn't actually have meals for because we were sold out. But they said, hey, I don't need to eat. I just want to listen to what the story is. I'm concerned about my retirement and specifically taxes, which is one of the things that we specialize in. So the the, the, the workshops are absolutely an indicator that people are searching for information and making you know big decisions. So, hey, just real quickly, want to hop over to Brett and uh, to hear what Brett's going to be talking about on today's show. Yeah, talk about some of that confusion that's, uh, that's happening out there. And uh, I want to chat about a couple stories of uh, people just I've met in discovery meetings here recently and related to being a widow or widower and how that relates to social security. So we're just going to spend some time today just really talking about that widow, widower topic and just all the different scenarios and how it works for the survivorship, an important decision that we can't just simply brush over. Yeah. And we have not spent a lot of time on social security over probably the past year or so. I will tell you when, um, when I do the workshops and I bring up social security within there, I, you know, I ask the question, like how many of you are in attendance have not yet started social security. And I'll tell you, typically it's about 60 to 70% of the room. And then we come up and our follow question is, how many of you knew that there are 567 different possibilities to maximize your benefit? Not one hand in the room goes up. So Social Security is not a haphazard, it shouldn't be a haphazard decision. Unfortunately, it does tend to be because it's not really considered uh, as part of a quote-unquote financial plan. Karen, what are you going to be covering? Social Security. I'm going to be talking about Social Security as well. Um, More uh, general things that people don't know, mistakes that we have seen. And yeah, there's just a lot of confusion 
And I don't even know how many pages are in the manual, quote unquote manual for social security, but there's just so many ins and outs that you cannot just close your eyes and point at a date and time that you're going to start social security. Yeah, I know from previous shows that in terms of discussion about social security, make a mistake and and start your social security before you're supposed to. And that's going to hurt you in the long run. Yeah, it, it uh, it's going to cost you money. Not hurt you physically, but cost yeah, you. Yeah, it's going to cost you money, and it could interrupt or disrupt your tax planning strategy. And I think that's probably mm-hmm. what we'll hear a little bit about. You know, by the way, Joe, you would think Karen and I have conversations, so I would actually know what she's covering. You know, as we drive into the office on a daily basis. What's the matter? What are you pointing at me for? <laughs> yeah, I have no clue. I just I'm just along for the ride. Karen, nice to have you back. We have our we have the time code, we have our clock, uh, we have our notes. We're on point and a good show lined up. Uh, Brett, nice to have you back as well. I did as uh, as I always do. I did describe you to um, uh, a friend in a conversation uh, last week that you know more about the tax code than the highest officer in the government of the United States. Wow, that's how I look at the power of your education. So good stuff. Look forward to uh, your conversation as well. This is Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Back in a moment. Don't miss three opportunities to get registered for an upcoming Thrive Financial Services workshop on July 12th at the Spring Mill Country Club, on July 13th at the Kennett Square Country Club, and on July 14th at the Yardley Inn. Go to thrivefinancialservices.com. That's thrivefinancialservices.com. Get registered and get educated. Okay, welcome back, everyone, to this edition of Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Again, if you heard a workshop uh, in our first commercial break, go to thrivefinancialservices.com and get registered or call 215-798-9088. Brett? Welcome back, man. Over to you. Yeah, man. It's great to be back. A little R&R. My uh, wife and I just celebrated our 20th anniversary. Nice. Congrats. That's awesome. Good time being away. And... uh Back at it. I actually missed the radio. I was like, I wonder what they talked about last week. And so, Got to listen to the podcast. Go always. to thrivefinancialservices.com. All the episodes are there. <laughs> Absolutely. That was very good, Joe. But um, as, as David just spoke about a little bit ago, and uh, a, uh, a topic we bring up during our tax presentation is we ask people about Social Security and, again, how many people are already collecting, and you see so many hands go up. And, again, it's typically the vast majority of the room. About two-thirds, typically, I would say. And then how many people are aware of that 567 different combinations, if you're enjoying life with somebody, is what makes the most sense. But then, as Karen just said, there's thousands of rules of the 567 different combinations. And again, remember, there is a Social Security department that is understaffed. And why do they have a department? Because they make it so darn confusing that is out there. So there's only two inevitables in life. Death and taxes. And I talk about taxes an awful lot on this show. I'm not going to go there necessarily today. Probably in the next couple of weeks, there's a couple of things pending on Congress right now that I'll jump back in and talk about that. But when we talk about the other inevitable in life with this death, it's a big deal as it relates to Social Security. And that's all I really want to concentrate on um, during the rest of this segment is just talking about widows, widowers, and how it relates to Social Security. Because what, what the, our audience needs to understand is, literally in the government handbook, 
it says, do not give advice to people. Give people enough information to make a rational decision. So what does that mean? It's on you. It's on you to figure all of this out. And a lot of times, and just recently, um, this past week, I met a, a couple of widow widowers that were in a situation where they were leaving money on the table and they were unaware of it. And that's, to be honest with you, when they leave after that discovery meeting, it makes you just feel good. Because you're just like, they would have never known, even if we never have a conversation ever again, you know you just made impact to somebody, especially with inflation going through the roof, expenses going through the roof. Every single dollar you can put in your pocket is absolutely meaningful when we start talking about healthcare costs escalating, et cetera, et cetera. So I just want to go through a couple scenarios and stories and, and uh, hope it'll bring a little bit of clarity because there's a couple different scenarios. So again, a widow stands to leave a lot of money on the table. Again, if you uh, up, uh, apply the wrong strategy when your spouse passes away. So there's actually uh, a gentleman... I hope not to butcher his name here. William Richtenstein is head of research of the Retiree Income and Social Security Solutions. He's also a professor at Baylor University. And he was just uh, actually at a uh, women's conference. Why? Because they always out, they survive men, typically. And talking about the importance of why you need to achieve the maximum lifetime social security benefits. And there's pretty much four different scenarios when somebody passes away of when you should do what. And I'm going to go through them here. A couple of them are very simple, and a couple of them are going to have a little bit of detail that I'm going to take, the, uh, take us through. And again, what do we pride ourselves on? And we chatted about just in, uh, at the end of the last segment. Awareness, education, and then leadership and taking people through all of that. So let's talk about a couple of these scenarios and how it all applies to you. So again, remember a little bit of backup and Karen's probably going to go through full retirement ages and all those things in the next segment. But I really want to talk about, let's talk about the very first scenario. Okay. You're a widow and you're age 70 or older. And so let's talk about simply the situation in which the surviving spouse, all they need to do if you're 70 or older is you look at your own benefit and you look at your spouse's benefit that just passed away, and you simply, it's as simple as this, you're just simply going to take what's the greater of the two benefits. So realize if your, pal, your spouse just passed away, they don't do it automatically. You need to be proactive where you go out there and you say, hey, my spouse is getting a greater benefit. I now need to go get that greater benefit. It's a simple call to social security. Right? That's scenario one. I couldn't be any simpler than that. Whoever's 70 years old, compare the two benefits, you take the greater of the two. Okay. Scenario number two, this one's going to be a little bit more involved. By the way, just real quick, is it really easy to do that? Can you just call the social security office? Is it really easy to execute that? I mean, yeah, and then you put it on speakerphone. In, in theory, <laughs> go ahead. You put it on speakerphone and you get chores done because it takes about an hour, hour and a half for them to it pick does. it up. I didn't mean to disrupt you, but I didn't want to It's for real. Or you can always make a, uh, you can schedule an appointment to go to your local office and you actually, whatever you're going for, let's say it's two, three months out, this is important to understand. They actually retro your benefits or whatever you're trying to do to the date that you actually called and made the appointment. So that's actually a good thing. Um, so know that. That's always a good one to keep in the back pocket. So good question there, Joe. Um, let's talk about scenario number two. The widow is between full retirement age, which is somewhere between 66 and 67, and age 70. So there's somewhere between the say between age 66 and age 70. In this scenario, we want to assume that the widow has not yet begun, in this scenario, let's talk about her, her own retirement benefits. So if, his, if he had 
uh, higher earnings, the best strategy is the following, is for the surviving spouse to begin survivor benefits and then switch to her own benefit in which it all maxes out for everybody at age 70. So let's, let's go through that scenario a little bit. So for example, she's 66 when her husband dies and her, uh, her primary insurance amount, meaning her benefit that she would receive if she waited until full retirement age would be $1,800, okay? That's how much she would receive and then given her date of birth, we could just say anywhere between 66 and 67. Now let's just say her husband began collecting benefits of $2,000 a month somewhere either at or after his full retirement age. Not necessarily terribly important there. Again, her best bet would be to begin collecting the survivorship benefit, that's that $2,000 benefit, and then switch to the age 70 benefit, once, again, once she hits that time frame. So second, so I want to make sure we're good on that. Going to start, take the benefit from, from him, the surviving spouse, and then at age 70, start her own benefit. Remember, your own benefit can always max out and defer to your maximum age of age 70. Difference between widow benefits, survivorship benefits, and your own benefit. So again, she continues her 1710 retirement benefits, okay? And then when she hits full retirement age, um, she can suspend her retirement benefits and then you can suspend the benefit and it grows. And then she simply will take that survivorship benefit. Remember, your own benefit grows at 8% year over year as you're continuing to defer it. By taking that strategy that I just said right there of what would have been her benefit if she started it right now instead of it being 1710, it'd be 2211, her own benefit, all while she can collect the spousal survival benefit. Pardon me, it's a survivor benefit of $2,000. That's a big deal. Okay, the third strategy that would go with that scenario, this one's the confusing one because you're right at that age. Okay, this is the most confusing one is you're at that age. The third strategy would be for her to simply withdraw her application for retirement benefits. Okay, if she had started it, let's say she started it maybe 12 months or earlier. Remember, if you start a benefit, you can always stop it as if you never started it for the first 12 months. Again, by being able to do this, you're able to collect a survivorship benefit and allow your own benefit to max out at that age 70 years old. In each of those scenarios, by playing the scenario right, your break-even analysis, Joe, early 70s, not break-even analysis in the 80s, which is most typical that you see out there, okay? That was the most confusing one that I just went through. What I'm here to share with you? Social security has a lot of steps involved, and you don't have to doctor yourself. You don't have to do it alone. And knowing that you can't go to the government to get the advice, it's what we're here for. Again, if you're hearing this saying it is confusing, I need to figure out if I have more money on the table, give us a call, 215-798-9088. Let's talk about scenario three. The widows, younger than full retirement age for survivorship benefits, and her higher spouse dies. In this example, let's assume that the, that the spouse was 62 years old, okay? In this example, typically what you're going to see is you're going to want to take the survivor benefit. And again, it almost falls in line with the last strategy. And most importantly, allow for your benefit to maximize at what age? 70. Age 70. So this is a little bit of you can have your cake and eat it too. You can collect the survivor benefit. Again, if you're younger than that full retirement age, do not touch it. 
Again, if you have that hot, that spouse, and especially remember your benefit can continue to grow all the way out until your age 70. A survivorship benefit can continue to grow and max out. Here's the difference. Age 66. That's the two big differences that we see out there. A survivorship benefit will maximize at your own full retirement age, call it age 66. Your own retirement benefit maxes out at age 70 at the end of the day. The other scenario on there is what happens if your spouse has a lower benefit. And this is where the math needs to come into it. You just can't simply wing it because sometimes you're going to take maybe the widow benefit right away and then allow for your benefit to grow all the way out to age 70. But sometimes it's appropriate. Let's say that your benefit is lower and the survivorship benefit is going to be higher in that scenario where you will never outpace what that survivorship benefit would be. Remember, survivorship benefits max out at essentially your full retirement age. In that scenario where it could make some sense, you might want to start your own benefit early. Again, this is when the the spouse that just passed away had had a higher benefit, where you can continue to let that benefit continue to defer and max out, where you would then claim that survivorship benefit at your own full retirement age. I couldn't even talk about any more generalities related to Social Security because I just spoke about the widow benefit, and that just took up this whole segment. And there's still confusion related to that because there's a lot of different scenarios and a lot of moving parts. Don't wing it. Don't put your head in the sand. It's what we're here for. We love, we pride ourselves on that education, making you aware of there's different ways and solutions and inevitably the leadership of holding your hand and getting you there. Again, my encouragement is you have questions related to that Social Security, give us a call. 215-798-9088. Again, 215-798-9088. I'm going to push the break for 30 seconds with a question. You're 67. You, you take the survivor benefit. Does the survivor benefit now taxable income to you on top of the income you're earning? Yeah. So your Social Security income is always subject to taxation. It's always subject to taxation. Great Road, question. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Back in a moment. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. And again, welcome back, everyone, to this edition of Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. The gang is all back together. David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam. 215-798-9088 is the phone number. And we come to Karen Bazaar now. And my my my, my ears spinning. are still smoking from, <laughs> from the last segment uh, with Brett. The information is real. It's just when you start to try and understand it in real time, as we've said many, many times, Wow, can it get confusing. I was confused, and I understand <laughs> what he was talking about. So let's just put it, but that's pretty simple, right? Um, so we here at Thrive, we look at Social Security. It is a part of your retirement. It's not the whole thing. But as you just heard from Brett, that's one little section of Social Security. That's why it's so important to really understand it as a whole. But we take a look at everything. We take a look at what your Social Security uh, benefit should be. What's the best strategy? And we actually do a report for that. Uh, We look at overall your investments. How are they currently invested? Is it the smartest way to invest for yourself? We take a look at, uh, we do a stress analysis. Will your money last the way you currently, 
will the money that you currently have along with your plan last for your retirement? And one of the things we throw in there is inflation, which we know is a, a buzzword right now. So social security, is my money going to last? Um, it, it, how are my current investments? Are they good? Are they going to, am I going to lose a lot of money if the market goes down? How can I mitigate that? So those are all, this is just a piece of the puzzle, social security. Um, but um, I was reading something recently and it was a list of my list show of five things that most Americans don't know about social security. So I'm going to touch on them. Um, but again, that survivor benefit and widowhood, there's so much there. So if you just heard that and think, uh, this is me, uh, give us a call 215-798-9088. I implore you to give us a call come on in. Definitely can help you because there have been people that have come in that didn't even realize that was an option for them. And by the way, that example or that scenario is in an inevitable scenario for all of us. Mm -hmm. That's something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so here's a list of some things that, you know, not that it's shocking, but surprising to me. So um, people, eligibility age. So uh, they did a survey and two in five of the respondents don't know the eligible age to receive full benefits. I'm going to go through the list real quick and then I'll go back to it. Uh, Payments. Just more than half of those not already receiving Social Security don't have a clear sense of how much they will get in their Social Security income. Uh, spousal slash child benefits. 30% don't know that Social Security may offer benefits for your spouse and your children. Uh, inflation protection. More than a third incorrectly believe that Social Security benefits are not protected against inflation. This is a survey. This is what people don't understand. You can't close your eyes and just like play pin the tail on the donkey and say, I'm going to pick age 63. 63 sounds good. Um, and the last one that was on the list here is no adjustments. 45% of the people surveyed mistakenly believe that if they claim benefits early, their benefits will go up automatically when reaching full retirement age. This is false. This is very false. This would never happen. So I'm going to go back to the first thing I talked about is um, eligibility age, right? So there's something called your full retirement age. It is based on your month and your year of birth. So uh, there's actually a chart. You can Google it. Uh, Right now, my age group is about, I think, 67. It could be 68 by the time I'm ready to retire. But your full retirement age is this the age where you can start taking Social Security. You will not get any penalties. And it's very important to understand so, that part. You can, again, you can collect at age 62, and you can collect up to age 70. And you can collect after 70. It just doesn't make sense because your benefit stops growing at age 70. Um, payments, uh, again, people do not even know. I've had people come in for the first consultation. And some of the information we ask for is let us know what your Social Security income is going to be in retirement. They don't even know. And they stop sending those, uh, the information in the mail. So you have to go on to social, ssa.gov and you go onto the Social Security uh, Estimator. And you want to make sure you're on the right website. It's ssa.gov. There's a lock on the 
um, web address so you know that it's the correct one, it's private. And they're going to ask you a lot of questions. They're gonna, they are going to ask for your social security number, and they're, just to make sure it's you, they go... Have you ever gone on that website, Joe? I, I have, and, yeah. and it's very important to make sure when you were saying that, that you go to the right one, mm-hmm. because when you just do a search, all these other ones come yes. up that are not really right. the Social Security office, right. Right. or the and, Social Security yeah. website. And rather. they ask, ask you, um, they'll say, you had a, what companies did you have mortgages? Which one did you not have? What mortgage company? It's just crazy information that sometimes I'm like, this is like 40 years ago. I don't remember. Yeah, I never remember. <laughs> I don't all that remember stuff some either. of the stuff that they're asking me. Um, so, spousal and child benefits, very, very important uh, information that people are not aware of, is a spousal benefit. He touched on the widow benefit. If you are a married couple, and maybe let's say you never worked, and one spouse worked and you did not work, the lower earning spouse or the of uh, the uh, the lower earning spouse or the spouse that never worked is entitled to 50% of the income, uh, the social security income that her higher earning spouse is going to get. But it's the full retirement age benefit. So let's just say you're your full retirement age. You're the, you're the higher income spouse. Your, your FRA is, um, is going to be, let's just say $3,000. But if you wait to age 70, it goes up to 4,200. Your spouse is going to get 50% of the 3,000, not 50% of the 4,200. That's a mistake that I have seen often. People think it's, oh, my spouse gets 50% of my social security income. It's true, but only your full retirement age benefit, not the benefit that if you wait and you let it grow and grow and grow, that's a mistake I've seen people make. Um, and then another... Easy mistake, It's by an the way. easy mistake. Yeah. Of course easy it's assumption an easy mistake. There to make, yeah. Yes. And if you, as the higher income earning spouse, start Social Security before your full retirement age, what it does, it has a ripple effect. Not only are you causing a discount on your Social Security income, you're also causing a discount on your spouse's Social Security income. So it just has a ripple effect. You really have to think long and hard and have to have expert advice on when is the best time to take social security. There's also people don't know if you um, are on social security, say you're 67, you started social security income. If you have a child that's under the age of 18, they're actually eligible for social security benefits, which people aren't aware of. So that's just another little tidbit there. Um, And remember, the longer you wait, if you wait to age 70, your social security income is going to grow. It's approximately 8% a year to age 70. But also, it's monthly. So it's not just, you know, it, every month it grow, Every month that you delay, it grows a little bit. And you have to have this strategy, strategy, the analysis to understand when is the best time for me to start. This is something we can offer here at Thrive. We do a deep dive into Social Security analysis along with everything else. And just a reminder, you kind of asked the question earlier. Your Social Security income is taxable. Up to 85% of your social security income can be taxed. There's something called provisional income. So keep that in the back of your mind because if you're thinking of doing Roth conversions and you didn't start social security, you might want to give us a call 215-798-9088. We'll do a deep dive and we'll show you what is the best way to take social security and also we can help with Roth conversions. Probably a dumb question, but quick one before we go to the break. Does the government allow you to take one lump sum and then never collect social security again? No. 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 (laughs) 
Sign me up. Yeah, I never heard that one. That might be a good one. Like the lottery, right? (laughs) Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, back in a moment. Don't miss three opportunities to get registered for an upcoming Thrive Financial Services workshop on July 12th at the Spring Mill Country Club, on July 13th at the Kennett Square Country Club, and on July 14th at the Yardley Inn. Go to thrivefinancialservices.com. That's thrivefinancialservices.com. Get registered and get educated. And back here for our final segment of Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. We thank everybody uh, for tuning in. We'll turn now to David Bazaar. And David, if you noticed one thing about me today, I'm listening so intently that I'm not rocking in my chair. Normally, I'm rocking, but I'm not. There's no squeaking. There's no squeaking today. I'm not rocking in the chair. I'm trying to comprehend and listen uh, to everything being said. Because something that is so simple is not so simple. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I mean, navigating financial planning so you can get that peace of mind that everything's going to be okay to the layperson is challenging. To the person who's been managing their own money, maybe the perception is it's not challenging because you've only dealt with one aspect of overall financial planning. But when it comes to kind of navigating the rest of your life financially after retirement, you got to think about Social Security. You got to think about Medicare. You got to think about longevity. You got to be thinking about taxes. You got to think about market volatility. You got to be thinking about inflation. You got to be, right? I mean, the list goes on. I want to put the disclaimer in right ahead. And I said it at the beginning of the show, my job is not to scare anybody, but to share with what, how we make our decisions, right? Like we have to, this is what we do every single day. We are consumed. We are passionate. We are a little bit on the geeky side because we're just so into it. And because we take the obligation of being a fiduciary so much that, and it's not just the, the obligation, we just want to serve. We really want, we want people to walk away with that confidence, and you said it earlier, Joe, that the plan in place is bulletproof, right? That no matter what happens, they're going to be okay. They want certainty. That's what, you know, when I talk to people, when we talk to people, that's what we hear come out of their mouth. And the reason they decide ultimately to do business with us, even if they've already been working and have had a long lasting relationship with another advisor is they said, you know, the conversations that you're having with me are conversations we didn't even know we needed to have. Like you brought up things we never had this conversation. We didn't think about it on our own and our financial advisor never really brought it up. So, you know, that's, you gotta be, if you're listening today, that's what you really should be thinking about is like, am I missing anything? Do I have everything nailed down properly? Am I going to be able to navigate these turbulent times because you don't get a do over, right? And the mistakes that you can make literally can cost you, you know, tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. So to maybe give you a little motivation, I want to, I want to go through some of the headlines real quick, right? I want to tell people, and this is just our opinion. So, you know, you can formulate your own, but the way we're operating here at Thrive is under the following. Like, we are forgetting about the forecasts 
we believe that the U.S. is already in a recession. We already believe it's here. Like when you start to look at all the data, right? A recession is not coming. We believe it's already here. You just got to look around you. Now, like Karen and I go out to dinner frequently because we work long hours and, you know, all that kind of stuff. The restaurants, the airports, they're definitely packed. But demand for both dining out and travel are really stemming from all the pent up frustration of the pandemic over the past two years of the lockdowns. So these parts of the economy really don't necessarily represent what the real demand is. They basically represent people's desperate to return to some semblance of normalcy. But what we see happening for a lot of people is that they're burning through their savings. They're racking up credit card debt to do all this. Report came out a little while ago that we're at an all-time high on credit credit cards, right? They're, I said credit report before, didn't I? Yeah. Racking up their credit report. They're racking up their credit cards, their debt. Um, you know, Walmart is one of the largest retailers in the U.S. and in many ways is a representative of the U.S. economy as it's both the largest private employer and it's the largest retailer. And the stock has not been doing spectacularly. The inventory control is out of control right now. Walmart's not a place that you necessarily go to and you can't find stuff. People are walking out of Walmart around and going, hey, I couldn't get what I went into the store for. When you look at Amazon, the largest on t- uh, online retailer uh, and the company everybody thought was indestructible even during periods of economic weakness. What's happening there? Stock has plummeted. Now, this week it came back a little bit, but over year to date, it's really plummeted. Um, See, we really believe the U.S. is already in recession. People trying to predict it in the future are ignoring what we believe are clear and obvious signs that are right in front of them. Uh, Inflation is here, right? Inflation is a big cause of a potential recession. According um, to government information, 75% of the GDP is consumer spending. But if consumers can't even afford basic items like gasoline or food, let alone rent, then no one is going to be buying much in the near future. And when people stop buying, if 75% of the GDP is consumer spending and people, the economy starts to stumble. Corporate earnings and profits go down. Stocks come down. I I mean, really painting a very gloom picture, but that's the reality of it. Another big thing on top of it, and this is something that you got to pay attention to. Well, you don't have to, but you should be talking to somebody who is paying attention to this, right? Um, The federal government put in a moratorium on evictions during the pandemic, Right? A tidal wave of evictions could actually be coming. More than 8 million Americans are behind on rent, and the CDC series of eviction moratoriums has long since expired. So, in other words, the government safety net to keep people off the streets is pretty much gone. So, now, while no federal um, eviction moratorium during that, 8.4 million Americans, or about 15% of all renters who were behind on their rent, are now at the risk of being evicted. This also translates not only into renters, but it translates also into homeowners. 
So these are things that are starting, right? There was a survey done by Bloomberg said that 3.5 million households were somewhat likely to leave their rented space, homes and apartments, within the next two months because of eviction. By the way, the other variable in that story, rents are going through the roof. So, so right? 6.7 million households said that their rent increased on average by $250 per month over the last year alone. Now, that may not sound a lot, like a lot of money to you know, our listening audience, but it's causing people... Right, these are people that were, you know, had stimulus money. Now they're putting on credit cards. They're maxing out their credit cards. They're getting to a point where they're not going to have any surplus. This is going to put a drain on the economy. I might not be talking directly to you about your situation, but I'm talking about what's happening now. I believe strongly that we're not going to land softly from this recession. It's going to be a hard landing because of the Fed's position and what they're doing. So the question is, what impact is this having? Well, Joe, real quickly, let me give you um, some statistics on the year-to-date returns of the major stock market indices. The Dow Jones Industrial Average, which is not a critically important one because it's only 30 companies, but the Dow Jones 30 Industrial year-to-date is down 13.62%. The S&P 500, which really is a critical indicator, is down 18.3%. The NASDAQ, which is where all the tech stocks that everybody has had such a fever over, is down 26.09%. And then the Russell 1000, down 19%. The Russell 2000, down 21%. And the Russell 3000, down 19%. Those are the major index indexes that people are having their dollars invested in. So, what is, you know, when you hear that, I hear so many people go, oh, it's not, you know, I lost some money. But they didn't do the calculation. Now, people are starting to get their second quarter statements, and they don't have to do the calculations because they're seeing what the heck happened to their investments. The average down percentage across the board for the entire stock market, every index, the markets are down on average 19.71% year to date. And if we're going into higher interest rates, the Fed increasing rates, right? The government talking about increasing taxes, inflation running rampant. Do you think the rest of the year is going to get better or worse? Right? Easy answer. Easy answer. So if you had a million dollar portfolio and you lost 19.71%, now you have $802,000. If you had $2 million, you now have $1.6 million. To me, that's a big darn deal. Now, one of the things that we dramatically pride ourselves here at Thrive is we're not chasing returns. We're about making sure people have proper asset allocation to defend their money, right? The big win for the rest of this year is to lose less than what the markets are producing. Our average client has lost, I can't say we've gained, it's a tough market, but our average client has lost somewhere between four and 7% in a down market. So the difference in what that means is you had a million dollars, instead of it being 802,000, it's 940,000. If you have a $2 million retirement portfolio, instead of 1.6 million, you have $1.88 million. 
So you just have to ask yourself, which would you prefer to be in? And when the markets are doing this, most traditional financial advisors are just telling their clients to stay the course. We're making sure that their monies are located in the right asset bucket, as well as the best tax bucket. That's because we're financial planners, not financial advisors. So, if you want to find out how this potential strategy that I just talked about can apply for your situation and have you lose less money, which is a big deal during retirement, you can just give us a call, schedule an appointment to come in and talk to one of us, 215-798-9088, or visit our website at thrivefinancialservices.com. All right. Good stuff from David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam. Again, 215-798-9088. Don't forget to get registered for one of the upcoming workshops. Continue to get yourself educated. Um, it really is the right thing to do. That's going to do it for this edition of Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. On behalf of David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam, and all of our listeners tuning in today, we thank you. I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. Thanks for listening to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show from Thrive Financial Services. If you're like most Americans, you have more questions than you do answers about what to do with your retirement savings. If you have a question about your IRA or your 401k, pension, or other tax-deferred accounts, if you have a question about reducing taxes, generating income, or filing for Social Security, whatever it is, David, Karen, and Brett are here to help. And often your questions can be answered in a simple phone call. Just call 215-798-9088. 215-798-9088. And so you know, no statements made during Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on any such matters. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investment, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed here. David Bazaar, Brenny Lim, and Karen Bazaar of Thrive Financial Services and Thrive Capital Management are licensed to offer investment advisory services through Thrive Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm, office headquarters located in Fort Washington, and offices of convenience used exclusively for client meetings in Exton, Yardley, and Cherry Hill. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners. If you'd like to learn more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. Today's program has been pre-recorded.